0: Hi, my name is Becky B and this is episode 12 of the Concentrated Grounder cast. To the point commentary on the CW's The Hundred. Today I'm talking about episode 4 of season 3, Watch the Thrones. And they mean it. Literally. This episode felt more like a season finale than episode 4. The new polis sets this season are amazing. There are quite a few pictures of them out on the internet and you should take a look. I was particularly impressed with the details of the ambassadors' thrones and their flags. Each tells its own story and promises of stories still waiting to be told. The outdoor battle arena also felt huge and more like a gladiator movie than a CW show. Also, the music was a big standout to me in this episode. Last week, we got the amazing and haunting Grounder Anthem. This week, we got the drums, oot, and duduk that gave the battle scenes an epic and savage feel. We also got the full playing of the Klexa theme, which we have only gotten glimpses of before now. I tweeted back and forth with composer Tree Adams, who's really nice and generous with fans, and he said that they are working on putting out a soundtrack of the 100 music. And if you didn't know, there's already a lot of his work from Season 2 on SoundCloud. My last gush is about the editing of the fight scene. Go back and watch it again if you haven't. It's cool. And it makes Alicia Carey, who claims to have no sword fighting experience... Look like a total badass. And all this wonderful background is just the palette for an amazing story. Lexa has always insisted that there was just something about Clark. In the last episode, she said that Clark was special and that she elevates herself. And that's certainly true in this episode. Just a couple weeks ago, Clark was killing panthers in the woods, and today she is playing political intrigue at a Game of Thrones level. Beginning with her ballsy approach of Roan, and then her clever attempt at the Ice Queen's life, which involved more palm-cutting, I might add, Clark's strengths seemed to be how clearly she sees things and how well she reads people. She understands what each person needs, and she tries to use that knowledge to her advantage. But Lexa was the real star of this episode. We got to see sides of Lexa that they've only hinted at, but have never shown— We got an explanation of what the Nightbloods are and Jason Rothenberg promised on Twitter that more on that is coming in future episodes. In the battle scene, I'm pretty sure that Lex's hand was sliced just so that we could see her black blood flowing. We got to see Lex's fighting prowess and in the end she overcomes Roan. Now the first time I watched this, when Roan says, get it over with, I assumed that he had just gotten all the fight beat out of him and wanted to die. But the second time... I wondered if they had plotted this together, and they were using this battle to kill the queen and put Roan on the throne all along. Either way, they've been holding on to the phrase, juice drain, juice down, all season for this gratifying moment. Lexa is finally able to get revenge for Kostya by impaling the ice queen on her throne. Watch the thrones, indeed. We get a very soft scene with Clark and Lexa at the end. This is the first time that I think we've seen Lexa the person. All trappings of Hedda are left behind, and she lays herself bare before Clark. They have a moment, and all I have to say is, for such a savage people, grounders have elegant and beautiful nightclothes. Meanwhile, Bellamy is having a hero's journey of his own, or an anti-hero, depending on the events of the next few episodes. It's a good reminder that people don't see all the events the same way, or clearly. Bellamy was in the mountain for most of last season, He's had more negative interactions with the grounders than positive. Pike, too, is blinded by his limited experiences. While you hate them for it, you can't blame them for drawing the conclusions they have. And for how much I admire how Kane and Abby have handled the Arkers, I'm left to question their choice of election timing. I'll confess that I went into this episode fully expecting Lexa to die. I was seriously troubled by it. I was both relieved and astonished when Lexa came out victor. In the wake, I'm left to be amazed that this show could stir such feelings in me. Typically on television, when one of the main characters are in peril, there's part of you that knows that, no matter how bad things get, that it will work out. Like when Oliver was impaled on Arrow, you knew that somehow, no matter how unrealistic, he would live. But this show... This show is different. Apart from Clark and Bellamy, really, any character could die in any episode. And unlike Doctor Who, once people are dead in this world, I'm pretty sure they'll stay dead. Constant feelings of peril for characters that you love. Just another reason to watch The Hundred. This has been Becky B. for the Concentrated GrounderCast. Thanks for listening. You can catch me on Twitter or Tumblr at GrounderCast. And if you like what you've heard, please consider giving me a 5-star review on iTunes.